Um, that's getting crystal clear. And then the next step is figure out, you know, educate yourself as much as possible. Podcasts, um, seminars, networking events. Um, there's all kinds of stuff online, like find mentors, find educational materials and combining an actual, like some mentor in your specific niche that you want to go into um, and combining that with the education piece and then just taking constant massive action. A great book can totally challenge your conventional thinking and change your life for good. However, some of us just don't have the luxury of time of sitting down to read a book. But there are some instances in which we do have dead time and these are perfect times to learn. So we can learn while driving instead of jamming to the same music on the radio or maybe at the gym. Well, now you can dwell in and partnered with Amazon's Audible to give you, the dwell listeners, a free book. Yes, a free book. So all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash dwelling and download your free book. This will also be in the show notes. You can click on the link. And if you don't have a book in mind and you say, Ola, I don't actually know where to start with. Well, awesome, because I can tell you one start with today. It's a quintessential classic. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So download Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that would basically just take your mind on a different spin. Of course, I'm always open to hear um, from our Dwell listeners. So email me at ola at dwelling.com. And then feel free to also give us a, a rating and review. This really helps us to rank better in iTunes. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on The Dwelling Show. I'm your host, Ola Dantes. I've got an incredible, legendary, monumental guest with us today. Um, the man of the hour, Evan Holiday. Hey, Evan. How are you doing, man? Good, man. I love that intro, and especially the monumental. I love it. Yeah. yeah. You got the plug, right? Yeah, I love that. Obviously, yeah. he's the host of the Monumental Podcast. You've probably seen him on Facebook, Instagram somewhere. Um, all around great guy. I'm so happy to have you on the show, Evan. Yes, glad to be here. Yeah. So, you know, of course, I know, you know a bit about you. Uh, obviously, we met in person at the best of a conference, um, obviously, before COVID-19 and all that. Um, I was just on your podcast. So definitely just kind of tell the, the listeners a little bit more about who Evan is, you know, your journey and kind of what you're up to lately, actually. Yeah, definitely. So really, my passion for real estate got started in all the way back in college. I just I knew I, I wanted to have an impact on others. And I didn't know what that tool would be, uh, or, or what that path would look like. And then I really just stumbled into real estate. I ended up working for a developer in college. Uh, after that, we started a modular development company. Uh, using basically houseboat manufacturing plants to build out modular components and really scaled that up to wanting to go into multifamily. And, and that's when I found a group that, you know, I was looking for partners. I ended up finding somebody that wanted to bring me on. And from that experience, I ended up learning from one of the best workforce affordable housing developers in the country uh, and worked there for over six years and learn the ins and outs and was able to um, close many deals and work with a lot of city leaders and really just saw there, I was like, man, there is a real need for this, for workforce, for quality workforce and affordable housing, for families making a decent living. Uh, but really in today's age of 
of rising rents and rising cost of living, they just couldn't find a good quality place to call home. And so there was just this gap and that's what we were trying to fill. But then I saw an even greater need. I was like, well, even just building it is one thing, but then also empowering those residents and helping them live a better life and, and you know, working their way out of affordable housing. That is the ultimate goal. Uh, and that is why we started Holiday Ventures with that goal in mind of bringing together like-minded investors, like-minded city leaders and communities that all see this need for providing good quality affordable housing as a backbone of our economies and our and good quality cities uh, and ultimately helping our fellow residents and our community members by providing that housing. Um, so that's, yeah. that's kind of it in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, that is amazing. Uh, I just love you. You've got so many nuggets there that I just kind of wanted to just kind of talk a little bit more about. So affordable, affordable housing, obviously that's close to our heart here at Dwelling as well. You know, you said you work with this developer. So I'm just kind of curious, do you think you have like working with this developer for six years, would you say that has really helped you with kind of the multifamily stuff that you're doing um, today? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, um, I so I do some coaching as well to help others get into multifamily, get into real estate, really just life coaching in general. Uh, and one thing I always um, make sure we cover is that it's really important that people think about um, mentorship, not just as like a mentor mentee, like you know somebody you go up and meet for coffee. It, it can be um, learning day in day out at your nine to five at your job. And I think that um, there's this entrepreneurial aspect of actually working for somebody else. Because when I, when I was there, I mean, the things I learned there were, were just game changers for me as a, as a leader, um, as an entrepreneur, and as a real estate developer and investor. Because the things I learned there, I, I basically learned from guys that had been in the business a total of like over 100 years um, combined between the leadership of the company and I, I was right down the hall from them. Uh, and then, you know, within two years, I was actually running my own deals. I was running two whole states. I was running Tennessee and Louisiana for the company. I mean, that, that is not opportunities that you can scale up to that quickly on your own. Um, so that's why I always encourage people, you know, take, take a, you know, reconsider opportunities if they are a stepping stone to your future or ultimate goal, if they can help you get there more quickly, um, then it's hands down a, a phenomenal opportunity to be able to learn intimately from a great mentor like that. So typically, right, you know, most, you know, syndicators or maybe not most, but a large, you know, proportion of syndicators start small, right? You know, you buy a duplex, you buy a triplex, you know, just to kind of get your feet wet, you understand a little bit of the, you know, the game before you kind of scale up. So you took a, a different approach, which is, you know, kind of running, you know, bigger deals, kind of using, well, sorry, being insulated by your company and obviously all that experience. So if there's somebody listening to this and thinking, well, I want to get into real estate, specifically multifamily, um, what would be your thoughts in terms of, you know, how you think the best way to think somebody should get into that business? Because of just the sheer complexity that comes with multifamily, as you already know. Yeah, definitely. I would say the first thing is it, it, everybody's different. Uh, everybody is going to have different goals and objects, objectives and aspirations. Um, 
in where they're wanting to head with the real estate business. And so I think starting with that in mind, I, I always encourage my students to like hone in on what their goal is. Like where are they wanting to be? Where do they see themselves in five years from now? And really getting vivid about that vision. Uh, there's actually a book, Vivid Vision. Brandon Turner always recommends it. Um, so I ended up reading it and I, I, I believe it wholeheartedly. That's, that's one of the things I've been doing and I've been coaching, but I, I didn't realize there was already a book about it. Um, but the vision he just talks about, he's like, you really have to get detailed in the way you see your future life and your future version of yourself, because unless you believe it, then it's never going to happen. So ultimately to believe it, you need to see it and you need to feel it and touch it and breathe it and, and have that embodiment of who that future version of yourself is. So I think that is step one is figuring out where you're going and why you want to get there. What is your motivation and get crystal clear on that. A lot of people don't spend enough time in that. And that's like step one. Um, that's getting crystal clear. And then the next step is figure out, you know, educate yourself as much as possible. Podcasts, um, seminars, networking events. Um, there's all kinds of stuff online, like find mentors, find educational materials and combining an actual like some mentor in your specific niche that you want to go into um, and combining that with the education piece and then just taking constant massive action. I think those are really the three steps to, to get into real estate. Um, but, it, but I think there's so many different paths. Like you can work for somebody, you can start your own venture, you can JV. Um, there's really a hundred different ways to, to skin the cat. So, so now with all of the ventures, you know, just kind of just explain to our listeners how the company's broken down. Are you guys doing some acquisition? Are you guys doing some development? You know, how kind of how is the company structured and what kind of deals are you guys pursuing? Yeah, definitely. So we, we are uh, mainly a development company. Uh, so that's where a lot of my experience has been. I've done over 1300 units, uh, multifamily development uh, specifically within the public-private partnership we're doing workforce and affordable we're partnering with the cities states um, and in figuring out how we can have their help to fund it in return for providing something that their city desperately needs uh, at a good price point um, so that's probably 70 percent of our work uh, and we're working in major metros throughout the southeast we're based here in nashville um, but we look for cities that have a growing population and a growing need for affordable housing and nobody or not very many people are able to actually provide what is really needed by a community. Um, and then we also, about 30%, we do acquisitions uh, where we are buying. So we're currently going through and, and buying portfolios or deals, single assets where there is some affordability or workforce component to it. Uh, and we do, we do other things as well. I mean, we do uh, land entitlements um, where we will basically entitle a land site uh, and then find a, a different developer that's maybe not our strong suit. Like we're working on a, a class A development site. That's not what we do, but we know that there's value in the land. Um, so those are side projects. So if there's somebody listening to us and they're thinking of getting into real estate, um, obviously we're now a dwelling really thinking about kind of the same thing. Actually, I didn't realize until we talked, right, the, the previous um, um, time we met, right, that 
which we're kind of doing something similar, actually, it's not the same. So if somebody's listening and thinking, I want to go be a developer, right? Um, of course, development is a different um, game and it takes, you know, two, three years and obviously pursuit cost, you know, from kind of land all the way to planning, um, coalescing with the city. It's just very complicated, right? That, you know, people might not really take into consideration. Would you advise someone to start out as a developer? And um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I would say if you want to get into development, I would say start out with either acquisitions on your own or partnering with others or doing the syndication route or uh, finding a mentor that you can work very closely with in development. Um, or the third option is working for a developer. I think those are the three best ways. I, I don't think you can jump in. I don't think you can, you know, it, read something online and jump into development, at least on a larger scale multifamily. It just takes a lot of, a lot of cash, a lot of equity and lenders and equity partners are, are first off going to look at what is your experience? What have you done? Um, because development, there's a lot of moving parts, like you said. And so having that experience is going to be the first thing they look at. So you're inevitably going to need uh, a partner uh, who has that experience, at least in your first few deals. Awesome. Thanks for, for sharing that. So we've been talking a little bit before, you know, we started recording here. Um, of course, COVID-19 and we're kind of seeing, um, hopefully we're kind of getting towards the, the, the end of COVID-19. The economy is slowly, gradually picking up. Um, you know, what are you guys seeing in your market, in your business in terms of, you know, how the economy is doing and how, you know, kind of your transactional volume and, and just your outlook on, on the on the COVID-19, on the war, hopefully aftermath-ish of the COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I'm, I'm very optimistic. Um, you know, I'm a developer, real estate investor. Uh, I'm inherently optimistic, but I, I really believe that at the end of the day, we're, we're going to come out the other side of this, just like we did 0809, just like we did other occurrences where it was just, you know, nobody saw it coming. Um, and so I think we'll get through this. I think it is, uh, we haven't felt the full pain yet of what's happened. Um, I think our economy is sometimes slower to, to, to show itself or slower to react to what's happening currently. So, you know, I think we're going to have a little bit of a correction in the sense of stock market, um, you know, six to 12 months from now. Uh, and I think that will affect commercial real estate. I think that already has affected hotels. There's definitely not any new developments of hotels going up. Uh, it's going to affect office space once those leases start rolling off. Um, but honestly, I think out of all of the commercial real estate asset classes, I think multifamily and specifically workforce and affordable housing are, are most well-suited to ride out the storm. And, and um, I actually read an article just two days ago that basically said, affordable workforce housing has historically been um, the most resilient during times of downturn uh, because you have this downsizing of families and typically and, and also a portion of families are also having some form of government government assistance at times so all those things to say that it's it's a very resilient recession resistant in a lot of ways asset class um, so we like that we think there's still opportunity um, but like we talked about, I think you just have to make sure, given everything that's going on, that you bake in that 
added risk into your underwriting and into your, your deal sourcing and only going after deals where you know there's enough margin uh, for error. And you make sure that there's that cushion in a deal because at the end of the day, you don't want that to come back to your investors and explain to them why, you know, they're not returning what you said you would on the front end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, I, we can keep going and just talking about affordable housing and, and everything you guys have got going on over there, but we're definitely, definitely dwelling into the quick rounds. These are going to be quick questions, quick answers. You ready, sir? I'm ready. All right. First question. What makes you, Evan, unique? What is that differentiating factor that separates you from the next guy or the next girl? Oh man, that is a good question. Um, quick answer, I would say it's that I come from a loving place uh, of wanting to help others and give back and be of service. And, and specifically, I, I've, I've been able to, and fortunate and lucky to find my, my niche and my zone of genius of providing workforce and affordable housing. Uh, yeah, love that. Love that. Second question. You mentioned vivid imagination. I, I've got that written down. I'm going to check that out. Um, what was the last book that you read? And what was the one thing you picked up from that book? Hmm, the last book I read, I have it right here. Raising Capital. Oh, Hunter Thomas. Estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Thompson, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Good book. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Um, so yeah, so Hunter I met at the best ever as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and great book, phenomenal book. Um, really a lot of great resources in there to, to drum up a lot of equity. Um, so that one, and then I'm also reading Pitch Anything, uh, which similar is about being able to pitch whatever, whatever it is, your product or service, and being able to create excitement uh, and get people invested and interested in, in signing up for, for whatever it is that you're doing. Awesome. So you've obviously got all of the adventures. You, we, you know, you're doing tremendously well marketing and building um, a brand, and obviously trying to grow your company as well. You get your your your, your family, your beautiful it's fiance, right? So let me make sure I get yeah. that right. Yeah. Um, what do you do for fun? <laughs> uh, good question. I would say getting outdoors is important to us. Uh, and then also uh, just enjoying the you know moments here and there with Jeanette, my fiance, and then also uh, spending a lot more time with family. Um, over the years, spent a lot more time with family, and really found that that's where our, our happy place is. And, um, so we actually have family coming in this weekend. We had family in last weekend, uh, and then lastly, I would say spending time on the lake, um, going water skiing going mountain biking, whatever it is. I just, I love being outdoors and being active. Evan, thank you so much. If somebody's listening to this and thinking, well, I like this Evan guy, I want to get connected with Evan, maybe get on your coaching program. How can, you know, folks reach out to you, get connected with you, get to know you better? Yes, definitely. Um, The best way to connect with me is either my email, evan at evanholiday.com. Uh, holiday is H-O-L-L-E-D-A-Y. Uh, and then Instagram, of course, Evan Holiday. And then finally, our website is holidayventures.com. And then if they want to check out the podcast, it's Monumental Podcast. Fantastic podcast. Evan, I appreciate you. Thank you so much um, for coming on the show. Yes. Thank you, Owen.
You may have heard the phrase, there are a thousand ways to make a thousand dollars in real estate. Well, now you can actually tune into the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast with over a thousand, believe it, or a thousand podcasts and still going. The best real estate investing advice ever show is hosted by a very good friend of mine, Joe Fellers. Joe talks to influential thought leaders. We share the best advice ever with none of the fluff. You've got to check this stuff out. So listen and subscribe at bestevershow.com. That's bestevershow.com.